Let's talk more college football with Brent Beard from First Coast News. How are you, sir? Well, we're fresh from television last night, um, and also Friday night, which is kind of unusual. I have a double dip like that, but you being the veteran will understand that. Uh, Auburn, Bandy, Missouri, Florida, Kentucky, and Morris, Mississippi State will all uh, have started spring practice. LSU and Arkansas coming up in uh, – Georgia, South Carolina, and coming up next week. So uh, the Big 12, Big 10, um, uh, and uh, Pac-12 are all still trying to survive. And uh, uh, and just for Bill Shanks, we're cutting down on the uh, number of plays for every game. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's there are we, we're we're talking about a lot of changes with the baseball. College football's doing it too, right? Well. Where they are now is three of the uh, four basically made it. Uh, no back-to-back timeouts, no one time down to the end of the first third quarter. Running clock after first downs gain except two minutes to play the end of the first or second halves. I mean, the back-to-back timeouts, icing the kicker is a no-brainer when we thought that might uh, end up going through. Now, what did not go through, Bill, was clocks running on incompletions. Now, I think that would have taken some uh, a little bit of change. Now, in digging in this a little bit, one of the interesting thing is these rules have been in place since like 1968. Uh, now, they'll go to the oversight committee in April on the 20th, and then they will probably be uh, restamped at that point, but as you and I talked recently, uh, still, I mean, five years ago, uh, the difference in uh, the time of the game uh, has gone from three hours and sixteen minutes and three hours and twenty-one minutes. I mean, this is this is a lot of effort and work in it, Bill, for five minutes. Well, look, I'm I'm the old man on the front porch screaming at the yard guy to get out of my lawn. Yeah. You know, I I don't know what everybody's in a hurry for. What to get back to their phone? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yes, um, but uh, but and again, uh, and and I see this every day, and you probably do too. People think they're going to cut commercials. Well, uh, that's not okay. happening, folks. Uh, the uh, that's the last thing the TV ever is going to do. <clears throat> so if you're going to do anything. I don't, I don't, I haven't heard right now they're going to cut halftime anymore uh, than what it is, and the bands deserve a show, too, uh, to go along with this. And I'm sure they're couching this, some of it, with player safety, less plays. But they've even figured this out, Bill. It would only be 10 plays less per game. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, it's kind of kind of weird for sure. Brent Beard, our guest. You can find him on Twitter at Brent Beard. Hey, um, it sounds like South Sincere is going to leave Alabama, and uh, he he's been on and off that staff what three times since yep. Nick took over. It seems like it, Charlie Strong is going back to Alabama's defensive analyst. Could he replace right. Sincere as the defensive tackles coach if that does kind of happen? Maybe. I mean, that's interesting. Um, it, now, what happened actually with Sinceri is his last year or two, he was 
off the field than was an analyst. Uh, I think a lot of Alabama fans would probably prefer him to be back on the field as a defensive tackles coach, defensive line coach. Ultimately, they like to get Bo Davis, who's at Texas, who was there before. Uh, but uh, Sal is going to Colorado uh, with Deion Sanders uh, on that staff. Uh, now, Strong uh, is coming to Alabama as a defensive analyst. Uh, now, a lot, of, a lot of teams, Florida, Georgia, Bama, uh, have got these guys. And, and if folks want to know, what I've been told, and you may have been told something different, is they all have a job to do. They're pretty well, uh, for lack of a better word, in their cubicles most of the day, looking at film and making plans and so forth. And they all get paid about forty to $60,000 a year. So uh, these analyst jobs, Bill, aren't, aren't real glamorous, are, are they? Uh, but for these guys, if you're looking for a job uh, in the interim, uh, you go be an analyst for somebody, and that works out rather well. All right, you mentioned Auburn's already started. Uh, are they going to – is Hugh Freeze going to really determine whether Robbie Ashford's it and then perhaps, if not, go – shopping for a quarterback after spring practice? Do you think that's the thought process there? Maybe. And, I mean, they've got other guys. Uh, they've got a retro freshman. Finley's still there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. and T.J. Finley's a junior now, Bill. Uh, so he certainly has been around for a while. Now, to your point, though, uh, I mean, you do wonder. He's given the lip service of uh, Hugh has that uh, well, we can work the Robbie and these guys and see what we can do with them. Uh, I don't know if if Robbie Ashford would be the answer for them. Now, part of the problem is, again, they've got to rebuild their offensive line. Uh, they lost six guys that were contributors to it last year. They allowed 30 sacks, so they've got to get that uh, straightened out, too. Uh, and, and, again, as we've talked before, Brian Horson and Gus Malzahn just didn't recruit linemen for whatever reason. So, uh, Bill, as much as the quarterbacks, they've got to redo their line of scrimmage, which is just probably is important. I tell you, you say that, and you're 100% right, but the first thing that comes to my mind is earlier today I was talking with a friend of mine. We were talking Georgia football, and I told him the most consequential loss in the last 15 years in Georgia – football was when Alabama beat the crap out of Georgia in 2015 and Kirby Smart, who would take over the program six weeks later, saw how bad the lines of scrimmage were and turned around in the first 10 minutes of his press conference said, maybe the first five minutes, maybe the first three minutes, lines of scrimmage. Why can't these coaches get it? Look, I don't know. I I, I agree with that totally. I remember that well. And any time that uh, you see a Georgia National Championship year chronicled, it usually begins with a line of scrimmage. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, but... And, and and you know what, Brent? Not only in the games, but the ability for those players who have been recruited at a high level to practice against the other side yes. Monday yes. through Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's... I mean, I mean look, I, I, I get the... Uh, uh, I get the issues he's got right now, but tell me an offensive lineman at Georgia that hadn't gotten better going against Jalen Carter. Exactly. I mean, so, it's uh, fairly clear. But, but <laughs> I, I think I think what happens, Bill, 
is these guys fall in love with their quarterbacks in in seven on seven football, and they kind of forget. I don't I don't think they forget it, but they don't emphasize the line enough uh, until their quarterback. Uh, you know, saying that point, point in case is Will Levis in Kentucky. Everybody's raving about Will Levis going to the draft. Well, the problem is Will Levis was sacked an ungodly amount of times. Yeah. They have a much, much better year if their line of scrimmage would have been better. No question. They don't dip down at all from the 10-win season they had in 2021. Correct. Correct. And, and, you know, I, I look, I know, uh, like I was just looking again at Broderick Jones, this past weekend in Indianapolis, 6'5", 3'11", he ran a sub-5, 40-yard dash, which was the best among offensive linemen. Five-star prospect on high school, and I get it. Not everybody can get those players. They just can't. It's just not possible. Georgia couldn't get them. Georgia had to go to Rhode Island and get a transfer to play starting left tackle in the first year for Kirby because he didn't have any depth. So I get it. But it's like, God, find some athletic offensive linemen and give them good coaching and make them better. If you can't get five stars, and I don't know, it just seemed like people aren't able to to get it. Hey, um, so Anthony Richardson had a great combine. And, again, Georgia fans are going to have to be convinced, Brent, because, you know, look, he just didn't play that well against Georgia, and he only played 20 games, and it's like, really? Um, but there's no question the skill set is there. You think he's top ten? No. No, I really don't. I mean, I'm Bill. You and I watch too much football over the years, and you, at some point you have to trust your eyes. And the thing I remember about Anthony Richardson at Florida is the Vanderbilt game. Instead of the ball, instead of throwing a hail mary, he throws the ball in the stands. Uh, in the FSU game, at one point he was over eleven, uh, and ended up being nine to twenty-seven. And even Richard, to his credit, after the game said, uh, somebody asked him, well, what do you need to improve on now? Uh, and he said, well, I've got to figure out how in the world I was 9-27. So my, my thing with him is, uh, look, it, it was going to be obvious that he was going to uh, uh, have all the variables, measure out really well. But, Bill, I, I am, you remember the Georgia game because you and I were there, but, but it was, uh, uh, Bill, can he throw uh, a, a better than a seven-yard pass on third and eight? <clears throat> that, that's the thing I want to see out of Anthony Richardson. Well, and we were talking a moment ago with Jeff Danzer, and he's like, you know, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson both struggled against Georgia. And yet Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud did not. Shouldn't that tell you something? And yeah. it's a fair question. Yeah. I mean, I know Georgia's defense was almost NFL-like, but if that's what you want to see, right, you want to see Stroud yes. do well against a defense like that compared to Richardson, who, I mean, that's why Georgia fans are like, huh? Yeah, I'm not sure that. And look, hopefully for the kid uh, that he would do well, uh, many media days could help be impressed by him. I mean, he's sure. a tremendous specimen, tremendous athlete. But but uh, look, Bill, here here's your reality: is um, I mean, uh, but by now, uh, when we're talking about the Georgia quarterback situation a few minutes ago, I guarantee you they know. It, I mean, they want to see how it plays out. 
But those Georgia coaches know who can throw better than the other and, and who's more accurate. In, in particular, on that level uh, in the NFL, it, I mean, Bill, you your window tightens up considerably, and you've got to be able to throw the ball accurately. I, I know they think that they, they all can make him into Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, but and I give Jalen Hurts credit because he improved at that point. But I say I still say, Bill, at this point in your career, if you can't throw accurately, it's going to be a struggle, is it not? Well, and that I think they're just trying to make him the next Josh Allen. And let's be honest, after Allen came out of Wyoming, Ken Dorsey worked great magic with him. Yeah. To make him a better quarterback, that's why Dorsey got the OC job in in Buffalo. And you know, I I don't know. It's just uh, it's interesting for sure. Hey, real quick before we let you go, I, I know we occasionally like to talk Jaguars because I know you love them so much. You root for them and have that big teal thing probably in your yeah. in your living room. Um, they they franchised Evan Ingram today, and that they had to do that, didn't they? That was huge yeah. oh, for them, yeah. along with the Calvin Ridley news, yeah. which I mean. Great targets for Trevor Lawrence moving forward, right? Well, and that's what they've got to be able to do. I mean, the first thing they had to do was to, and they still need to continue to prove it, uh, to come up with a line to protect him. Uh, and then number two, they've got to get him someone to throw, into, to throw it to. So Ingram was one of the guys that, that they had to keep. Ridley, uh, I'm sure, will help them. Uh, but, the, you know, the, the thing that people don't understand is you would – um, uh, because of just the work with the Falcons in the, in the NFL is they they were very fortunate this year, Bill. I mean they had they they had some extremely good fortune at the end of some games. They had several games where the opposing quarterback got hurt, uh, and they've got a tougher schedule this year. And and, and people here just think automatically, well. Uh, they're they're going to win 14, 15 games next year uh, uh, just because of the natural progression. Uh, that That's hard to do in, in college and certainly hard to do in that league. Well, they've got a lot of key pieces, there's no doubt about that, that will be fun to watch as they move along. But that Ridley and Ingram news was big for them and big for Trevor Lawrence today. They just got to work on that line of scrimmage and on that defense for sure. Brent, great stuff. Thank you. And, and, and as I go, Ra-Ra Thomas being cleared for Georgia, I think, is probably bigger than the people realize. Huge. Him and Dominic Lovett, I mean, my God, that's yeah. probably the two biggest free agent acquisitions in college football. Uh, uh, Lovett uh, didn't have any drops last year, but by the no, way. he's unbelievable. For 50 catches, Bill, that, that, that was the best yeah. nation. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat in January, they got two significant players. No question. And I can't believe there's any more uh, players that are coming to my mind. I mean, I know there's been some quarterbacks that have changed places, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess the kid going to Notre Dame is pretty big from, what, North Carolina. But Leary North Carolina from. but he's been hurt a little bit. But, but no, I'm with you. Certainly for skill possession players, Bill, receivers, uh, right. No one's any better than that. No, the Wake Forest kid, Hartman, went to Notre Dame, right? Yeah. And not yes. Drake May. That's what I'm thinking about. And, yeah, I mean, Leary going to Kentucky, but he's been hurt. He was hurt last yes. year, missed half the season. Correct. I mean, you got someone who was right under 1,000 yards receiving going to UGA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, Absolutely. like you said, who didn't drop a pass. I mean, that's that's scary. It really is. Brent, thank you. Have a good week. Always, brother. Take care.